0: Welcome to Figs and Familia, a podcast that shares stories of the Italian-American experience. My name is Tanya Russo-Hamilton, and I'm continuing the series in which I interview my father, Antonio Russo, about his journey from Southern Italy to the US as a young boy. In our previous episode, he had just reunited with his biological family in Brooklyn, New York after four years of being separated. And during those four years, he had built a new life with his aunt and uncle in Portland, Oregon. He made a vow that he'd bring his two families together, and unbelievably so, at the age of 14, he did just that. He convinced his dad to take a train all the way from Brooklyn, New York, to Portland, Oregon. And in this episode, they have finally arrived. This chapter in the book is titled Day Old Donuts. Stay tuned at the end to find out the meaning behind the title.
1: Wrestling with the Devil, Day-Old Donuts. As we exited the train, a huge burden was lifted from my shoulders. My feet were once again on Oregon soil, and the rush of energy shot through me. I instantly spotted Aunt Gladys and Uncle Tony. My aunt was jumping up and down waving at us. Her beautiful smile spread across her face. It felt like years since I'd seen her she pulled me close to hug to hug me and i held on tightly my uncle was happy to see us too he had not seen my dad since he was a young man in italy kisses on both cheeks were mandatory even though uncle tony and had open arms i couldn't i could swear he shot uncle felice a slanted eyed glance i was pretty sure something had gone down years ago in Italy, and though I had no idea what it was, it was apparent that there was no love lost between the two. We piled into Uncle Tony's Chevy and headed east on Powell, just southeast 115th to the home I'd lived in for the past four years. I couldn't wait to see Joey. I was coming home, waiting at the house with Grandma and Grandpa Beard with my young cousin. He looked older even though it had only been a few months since I'd seen him, and my dad bonded with him instantly. Que bella ragazzo, my dad yelled out, touching his face, calling him a beautiful little boy. I remembered back in my first meeting with Grandma and Grandpa Beard and could still feel the thrill over that toy gun grandpa had given me. As Uncle Tony was introducing everyone, Grandpa Beard seemed to get nervous and quickly explained, no kisses are necessary in America. We shake hands. Uncle Tony translated to my dad and Uncle Felice, niente baci qui in America ci ci amo le mani." Handshakes followed all around. Uncle Tony worked quickly to get things rolling for my father's job. As the three of us unpacked in what used to be my attic bedroom, I heard Uncle Tony on the phone with his friend, Johnny Gibbons. You come here for a dinner on a, on this Saturday, Sunday? He told Johnny over the phone. That Sunday afternoon, Mr. Gibbons was impressed Upon meeting my dad, he saw a big man with huge hands who was friendly and ready to work hard. They hit it off right away, and Mr. Gibbons hired my father on the spot, asking him to show up for work the following day. I couldn't believe it it had happened so quickly and that my dad would be starting work the very next day. Uncle Felicia also needed employment, but at the time, Mr. Gibbons had only one position available at Mixmobile. However, he told us that Heister Company, which specialized in building forklifts, was also hiring, and he encouraged Uncle Felice to check into it. Uh, Uncle Felice was hired at Heister, but ended up working there for only one week. Heavy machinery did not suit him. In Italy, he was a talented baker and that's what he wanted to do one day when he was downtown buying bread at Pieri's bakery he found out they were hiring and uncle felice was the man for the job both my dad and uncle loved their work and decided they would not go be going back to new york they sent word back to my mother and aunt lucia and were in a hurry to get the rest of us our family out to oregon as much as I liked it, I knew we could, couldn't stay with my uncle Tony for much longer, partly because the tension between Felicia and, and him were escalating. In the evenings when the nightly wine-drinking ritual set in, Uncle Felicia took his glass and slung away into the other room. He and Uncle Tony pretended the other didn't exist. We immediately made plans to get the family moved out west. They would travel by bus to save money, and we would move out of Uncle Tony's home by the end of the week when everyone was scheduled to arrive. My dad and I secured an apartment on the end of Uncle Tony's street on the corner of 115th and Division, and Uncle Felice founded the home in the nearby Park Rose area. In the meantime, I picked up right where I had left off with the Aslins and the Skibleys, mowing lawns, pulling weeds and taking care of the dogs. I welcomed the familiarity of working for their families again, and I especially loved being back with the dogs. When my mother's bus was due to arrive in Portland, Uncle Tony drove us to Greyhound Station. As we walked into the station, they were already standing in, bunch, in a bunch waiting for us. My mom, brother, sister, and Lucia and her two sons. They all looked ha- haggard and worn out. We greeted each other with kisses and although happy to be together, the smiles were forced and the look in my mother's eyes told me she was not thrilled to be here. Me father like My mother's spit into my father's spit into my father's ear across the brows, and they said hello. Her back hurt. This made me nervous, and I had a strange feeling that I would be hearing more about this bus ride they had just endured. I hoped my mother's sour attitude and. Taking back wasn't an indication of what her overall opinion of Portland would be. Gathering at Uncle Tony's house after pouring wine all around and then introducing the families, Uncle Tony raised his glass, toasting, "Thank God you all here in a Porta uh, in a Portland." She he said. All glasses were raised, tensions were eased, and I started to see some smiles i had done done it really done it my two families were together in the place that i had become that become my home uncle tony then directed the Davanzo's family into the car and drove them to their rental home in park rose even though we had found an apartment my family remained at uncle tony's it was crowded but it was easier to stay there for now and Uncle Tony and Aunt Gladys didn't seem to mind. Although my aunt and uncle were gracious in sharing their home, Aunt Gladys was now expecting her second child, adding the five of us made for a cramped living space. It was far from an ideal situation. Money was tight. My mother didn't have a job yet, but was inquiring about some possibilities. I added to the family because with my yard work and my brother went out and got a paper route to do his share also. We decided it was time to move out of Uncle Tony's and had begun transporting some of our things to the new apartment. During that week, my brother burst into Uncle Tony's house after his paper route one day and shouted in Italian to my Anyone who would listen, there's a house for for sale on 118th Street. We all walked down Powell to 118th to take a look. Eperfetta, my father said before we had even toured toward the inside. The asking price was seven thousand one hundred dollars. Out of our out of our league, but the owners were willing to sell in to us on a contract. That was it. Our new address became 2658 Southeast 118th Street. It was unbelievable that I was overwhelmed with the purchase of our new home. Only three streets down from Aunt Gladys' and Uncle Tony. I had accomplished my goal. I would have the best of both worlds. My two families together in Portland, Oregon. The transition happened quickly. The sellers wanted out, and we wanted in. Our new home was quite small, actually, when walking into that front door, so that to to the left was the kitchen, to the right was the dining room, and straight ahead was a bathroom. To each side of the bathroom were identical bedrooms. My sister claimed hers and the other one became my parents. The attic, which had a long flight of narrow stairs leading up to it, became the shared bedroom of my brother and me. The house I had detached, had a detached garage and a large lot, which gave my father a place for two of his favorite things. a spot to make his red wine and enough property to have a large garden. My mom was still on her quest to find work. We'd had if we had a phone installed right away and she and my aunt Lucia talked every day about her need for employment. Aunt Lucia had already found a job at Scarpelli Macaroni Company but my mom was still out of luck. The Devanzos had met some Italian people in the Park Rose neighborhood where they were now living. And one of their friends, Pasqualina Viteriti, had told my aunt Lucia that her company, that her her company Shed Rain Umbrella was hiring. And aunt Lucia called my mother and told her that Pasqualina had said, if you can get yourself there, Shed Rain will hire you. My mother was determined, and implored Anne Gladys to show her how to navi- navigate the Portland bus system. She found the bus route that would get her to Shed Rain, and it conveniently dropped her off right in front of the of the building. My mother had to walk a couple of blocks from the street from our house to catch the bus, though. The stop was on the corner of 118th and Division, which happened to be the parking lot of Marshall's Donut Shop. My mom began leaving early to buy a dozen donuts for us kids to eat for breakfast. She'd walk them home and then head back to catch the bus. She quickly realized that Donut Shop sold their day-old donuts for 25 cents a dozen, we'd have an array of choices day-old donuts awaiting us every morning surrounded by both of my families though i didn't care how old the donuts were it was great to be home
0: welcome nino yeah thanks for being here we're ready to talk about chapter 11 which is titled day old donuts and okay. we'll find out
1: <laughs> yeah we'll
0: find out at the end kind of why the chapter has this title there's a good reason for it um but let's start with you just arrived in portland after that um train ride with your uncle and your dad right. and you kind of had a Tough go of it across the country, and you finally arrived here and Can you tell us a little bit about your um the greeting you got from Uncle Tony and Aunt Gladys? You were at Union Station, right
1: yeah, we um uh, got off the train at the Union Station in Portland and okay. uh, Uncle Tony and his wife aunt Gladys um uh, Uh, They were waiting for us to greet us, and uh, they did, and uh, we were happy to to be here after that, uh, you know, tedious train ride, and I I didn't, I had a hard time trying to make my uncle and my dad understand that uh, Portland was going to be a, a, you know, a nice place to live, you know.
0: Right. And, right.
1: Uh, yeah. When they we finally got there, I think they started looking around and the surroundings, and they they kind of they kind of were uh, amazed. Really, they were kind of happy yeah. about being here.
0: So if I if I have the timing down, it would have been summer fallish time, right? Yeah. So the we- Yeah. The weather. Do you remember, if the weather was nice. I think
1: it was a uh, pretty very yeah I think it was very pleasant uh that, that day and those days that yeah. we got here uh real nice uh weather like we we get in the fall you know uh, everything was Beautiful. pretty around us and and like yeah. I said I think they were they were impressed after after the, uh they arrived you know
0: So once they got here they were yeah, yeah. they were fine they were happy yeah that's good They were happy good. to
1: be here yeah yeah
0: yeah. Although
1: so, I think in their mm-hmm. minds there's still question mm-hmm. about settling here, you know. They were happy to right. be here, but about settling here, I wasn't so, so sure that they were convinced in that way. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right, which takes us to the next, you know, the next part of your goal, which right. was to get your dad a job and actually and now you had your uncle needed a job as well. Right. And so Uncle Tony had actually invited his boss over to yes. meet for uh, dinner, Sunday dinner.
1: Yeah, actually, and Gladys fixed a nice dinner. Uh, oh, okay. And yeah. uh, um, they they would invite, uh, mm-hmm. I think, Johnny Gibbons and uh, Mr. Oakerson, George. Uh, okay. He worked at, at Gunderson Brothers and, uh, you know, as a railroad box uh, Car, he was a foreman, and uh, Johnny Gibbons was a foreman at Mixmobile, so my uncle okay. knew those people through his work, you know. And gotcha. uh, yeah, and Gladys fixed a nice dinner, and uh, they got to talking about jobs and that sort of thing. And uh, I think they really took a liking to my dad, uh, because of his demeanor, you know what I mean? He was, yeah. Uh, He was, you know, really a likable social uh, guy that he didn't say a lot, but uh, to look at him, you think, hey, this guy is a hard worker, you know? Right. And so uh, that's how they got started. And uh, I think uh, before the night was over that Mr. Gibbons uh, told my uncle have bringing Neil in, uh, uh, Nilo in, uh, next, the next, you know, Monday and we'll put him wow. to work. So, wow. And he
0: actually, yeah,
1: that was, that was a blessing, you know, and, um, yeah. and then they mentioned it was for my uncle that Heister company was hiring and, uh, okay. that he would, he could go ahead and look at that area, but my uncle wasn't really, uh, a that type of a worker uh right he was more of a uh, you know i don't know he enjoyed cooking and uh, baking and that kind of stuff he was in that kind of business area you know right and so uh but he did he went to heister i think he lasted about a week uh, before he started looking around for other another job
0: and the story is that he didn't he find a bakery? Well, here's what
1: happened. He was looking around that whole time, m- moseying around Portland, you know, roaming around looking for work, jobs. And yeah. he come on yeah. uh, the uh, Pieri's bake, uh, Bread Bakery. And, okay. Uh, and course, they were, you know, they were Italian, you know. Uh, right, right. Yeah. And so when he went in to talk to them, uh, uh, you know, he couldn't speak hardly. He could speak a few words, but he went in and talked to him and he, they knew he was, you know, he'd been here from Italy, that kind of stuff. He and talks. lo and behold, they hired him right the next for the next week. You know, he uh, oh. he, he left yeah. Heister that next week and then he got a job at Pierre's baking loaves of bread. <laughs> Wow!
0: Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they they both pretty much immediately got jobs that they stayed in. Yes,
1: for, uh, yeah, it happened really quick, that, Tanya. It happened, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, so quickly that hey, you know, and you know what? It turned out that they were pretty happy about what they, you know, what they got. You know what I mean? I know my right. dad was thankful. Yeah. And my uncle was th- really thankful because he wasn't h- used to the machine type work in foundry, but uh, he loved Pierre's. And, and uh, uh,
0: the bakery, ironically,
1: yeah. they both retired from the same companies. That is <laughs> my dad crazy from the, uh, you know, machinist union <laughs> and my, my uncle from the baker's union.
0: <laughs> wow. And so basically yeah. your plan is taken hold yeah (laughs) talk about reaching a goal wow yeah so so at that point they're thinking it's time to bring out the family because we've found jobs right And right so they what did they put grandma and aunt lucy on a greyhound bus well
1: they you know i don't know if they put them on there but that was the cheapest transportation they could find uh, right. at that time was a greyhound bus <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about I mean right. and yeah. uh, unfortunately it wasn't a pleasant situation for them experience wise yeah. because right my aunt had two children and my mom with her two kids my brother and sister and here they're yeah. crammed in a greyhound bus and they, none of them could speak English I think my brother could speak and my sister a little bit and uh right. but they were they weren't going to talk to anybody you know and, and so they no. were crammed in the bus and it was a tedious long drug out uh, huh. uh you know adventure you know
0: and right. so right.
1: um and when they got here, oh man, they looked like they, they were fried, you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we met them at the Grandma Grand was station.
1: not happy, Yeah, but I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did yeah, they made it, but it was... wasn't pleasant.
0: Right. Yeah, and I heard that she mentioned her back was well, hurting. Well, you know and... when you
1: sit in the bus that long <laughs> for that many days yeah. and you know you're uh y you, you know you're kind of afraid to move and get out or anywhere because you might get left or something. Yeah. But uh yeah, her right. back right. bothered her a little bit for a while and then uh it worked out okay. <laughs>
0: that's good so now you have everybody here and and for the first little part you lived at uncle tony's house yeah, right so lo- everybody it was
1: it was a, yeah. a fiasco you know what i mean tanya i mean oh they,
0: man they but, yeah small
1: home uh but um yeah we uh really uh got along okay uh my uncle didn't okay. really appreciate uh you know the devonzos and that kind of stuff but Uh, It it didn't last long there because we had the move, we had the goal, Uh, and uh, fortunately, uh, my brother Pete got a paper out, and uh, he uh, went up and down 115th, 117th, 118th, uh, and he saw a house for sale on 118th and uh, okay. during that week and he came back and told my mom about it and uh, my mom and dad were excited to go look at it with you know uncle tony of course went with them yeah. and the davonzos found a rental home in the park rose district that was fairly close okay. to where he would go to work you know to pierre's with a bus and uh that kind of deal so it worked out for both families uh uh, really really well uh but you know the first couple of three days or four days we did rent an apartment up the street from on 115th because if we didn't find anything we would have had to live there because it it couldn't stay at uncle tony's it was just too hectic so we did rent it but we never moved there uh in the okay. meantime, with that home, my dad fell in love with it and <laughs> my mom. And so they <laughs> bought it on the you know, they put I don't know, they got wow. they what little money had they put down. The guy wanted they wanted out of there, and so they purchased yeah. that home that wow. was, uh, almost and instantly had, that week. It was that quick.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So was that was that kind of the point where you thought you know you did it you've got your family on 115th and now your your biological family on 118th and you were all yeah uh all there know, uh, it was really? kind
1: of a, a relief off you know uh, on my mind you know I, I felt like hey yeah you know I, i'm i'm finally not so uptight about you know with my family uh being here yeah. and and uh finding jobs and a home place to live, you know. It was a load off my right. mind, and I felt really good about it, really.
0: That is just crazy. Yeah. So basically, I mean, the house had um, was perfect yes. for Grandpa because he had a detached garage where he made his right. wine. And then he had a huge yard where he had his big garden. Yes. It was kind of... The perfect setup for him. So um, tell me more about the wine because I'm so interested um, in how he made it. Yeah,
1: garage. Um, the garage was uh, just, you know, not attached, but it was a hallway between the house and the garage. It was yeah, the house. Uh, right. And uh, uh, my dad and my uncle went in together to making wine uh, uh okay. because that's that's what they you know they did that all the time in italy and uh, so he was used right. to it and so my dad purchased some uh equipment and uh he would have the grapes um uh, corno and sons was a produce a big produce gentleman uh, down on uh, grand avenue union avenue and uh okay they ordered the grapes through him and uh, they had them delivered and drop them off in our driveway on 118. Wow.
0: And so yeah. the
1: process would start after, you know, those grapes got there, the crushing, the press, you know, pressing and uh, and all right. that stuff. And, and my uncle couldn't be there all the time, but uh, I helped my dad with it. And I can remember the first time Make, I uncovered the yeah. barrel, the mosquitoes attacked me like there was mosquito, <laughs> you know, fruit fries all over the garage. I fruit, couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I, got, I was, oh,
1: You're uh, drinking this stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, that was, that's natural, you know, in those days, right? Fruit flies yep. on the grape yep. all over the place. But anyway, I would uh, punch that yeah. stuff down and, uh, I run the crusher and uh, throw the juice in the big in the big barrel, and uh, right. and uh, it was a process. And then they, my dad would have a, a cover over the barrel to ferment ferment. That's when I'd go in there and check to yeah. punch it down, and all these fruit flies just attacked me. But anyway, that, oh, that that's the goodness. way the wine process. And they, then they they would split it, you know uh they split, split the wine. yeah wine yeah. barrel for my uncle or one big barrel for both of them really okay.
0: wow i remember the barrels of wine in the garage i don't remember the actual grapes and all that part but i remember well, you
1: remember the they you still remember did the big barrel yeah the yeah. barrel with a tap on it right
0: with the tap on it yeah, right? uh, right. on it. yeah would I there,
1: lunchtime the- fill up the jar and my dad would cut up his peaches and nectarines and then and, and, <laughs> and throw them in the wine he did that all the time i would eat the, yeah, I would I remember, eat the nectarines in yeah. the end of peaches but i, I didn't drink the wine <laughs> 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 too many fruit flies
0: <laughs> yeah it's like okay had a little protein in it um so at this point grandma needed right. a job aunt lucy got yep. a job so um i heard aunt lucy got a job at scarpelli macaroni yes company, she which... did um yeah my mom my yeah.
1: got a job uh, through a friend of hers uh, that uh, knew the scarpelli's and uh, she got okay. a job uh, packing uh, pasta over there on uh, in the hollywood district it was located uh over there okay. uh, by the where the theater and all those i think there's some of it still there but the plant isn't but Anyway, she got a job packing right. macaroni and uh, lasagna and stuff at, at Scarpelli's, uh, while my mom, a friend of hers, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Pasqualina or one of, the, one of the Italian people that had worked there at Shed Rain. And uh, she, uh, she told my mom and they, they hired her. It, was, it wasn't a union job, it was a piecework job. You know what piecework is? Okay. That you, the more you make, the more umbrellas you make, the more money you make. Uh, yeah, that, oh, that's how that okay. worked. You know what I'm saying? What? It was piecework. Yeah. So it, it was a crazy deal. But anyway, uh, she got the job at Shed Rain Umbrella Company. And uh, okay. I, I don't know if I should. I think you remember, because it was piecework, my mom hated to be beat by anybody. Uh, she
0: <laughs> she oh, was, was terrible. Yeah.
1: And so uh, <laughs> she would bring those needles home every night because she had to do some uh, needle, fine needlework on the edges of the umbrella, umbrellas, you know, and okay. to finish it off. Yeah. And so you remember, uh, you remember, I think you were little, but uh, we had to thread those needles the night before at
0: home. <laughs> you had so, to help her. So she had it pre-thread before yeah, she went to yeah. work. Yeah, she
1: had it in a bundle. And then when she oh. got to work, it was uh, just go right at it, you know. And she yeah. uh, was yeah. always telling me that I w- she was ahead of everybody. Make you know with with the umbrella count. <laughs> and I I didn't I don't know yeah. I had to do those needles all the time. But and I think the kid kids you kids did them once in a while too. I don't remember.
0: Uh, I remember the needles, and I remember always, she always had a lot of umbrellas, yeah. good yeah. umbrellas. So, yeah, that's yeah. what she did. <laughs> um, I remember, yeah, wow. So, and she had to learn the Portland yeah, bus she system. She did. Uh, to we get knew there. You know,
1: the, the blue bus ran from Portland, to Gresham and Gresham to Portland, both on Powell and Division. Okay. But we were only, you know, we weren't very far from Division Street, right? I mean, maybe a right. block at the yeah, most but she she knew that the bus wow. passed there and stopped every morning at 6:30 uh, quarter to 7 uh and uh okay. she knew how to get on the, she knew how to get on that bus she was you know she was pretty knowledgeable of that kind yeah. of stuff she, and the shed yeah. rain umbrella company yeah. at that time was located downtown and so she on, she okay. the bus only let her off like a block away from where she would go you know Later on, they moved down to Union yeah. Avenue, and that was pretty easy too. Okay. So, she learned how to take that bus, yeah. and uh, in the meantime, um, we fend uh, the kids. Um, my brother and I, and my sister, we you know we pretty much had to do our own thing to get ourselves to school, right? Uh, every morning. yeah, <laughs> and uh, but. <laughs> Uh, what she would yeah
0: well well I just want to say one thing so you're still known today for being a lover of maple yes. bars
1: <laughs> yeah. so I
0: yes so this story you're about to tell is kind of the catalyst for your love of maple yeah, bars I love I love day, maple right? bars and
1: <laughs> especially <laughs> with, uh, when they're all uh, juiced up with maple all the way around about a quarter of an inch thick. Uh, I loved it, <laughs> right? So anyway, uh, ironically, yeah. the, uh, on the corner of 118th and Division, on the left side going up, uh, going up 118th, was um, uh, a donut shop called Marshall's Donuts. My mother got to know those right. people very, very quickly uh and they loved her <laughs> they like you know you and they're you know speaking right. italian whatever and the lady and their husband yeah. they, they owned it and then there was a, a donut maker in the back and so uh what she would do she would leave pretty early at about uh six oh i'd say about six a little after those donuts were hot still And uh, she would bring them back, walk them back to the house, put them on the table, a big dish of donuts, (laughs) you know, maple bars, whatever they had. And uh, then she would go back and catch the bus and go to work. And then uh, we got up, (laughs) getting ready for school, dunking, uh, we dunked coffee, (laughs) you know, our donuts in our milk and coffee and
0: and, uh,
1: went to school, (laughs) fell asleep Sugar, <laughs> eye. but uh that's what she did. She yeah. had them on the table every morning, and and then,
0: wow! So ironically, she... yeah, uh
1: she found out that <laughs> the the day old ones. The lady talked to her and said, "Hey, you can get these for half the price of what you pay for those." And so, uh, right. a few days later, lo-, lo and behold, they were they were uh, day old donuts sitting on the table. Yeah, Dale but they were down. still dunkable. So, they're better dunk, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good that, good way. that yeah. way.
0: still. Yeah, yeah, they're good that way. And no, they, they weren't, weren't hot, right? They, they like, were just I, they were,
1: yeah, they weren't harder. pouring. <laughs> you know, the juice off of them. The, these were a little more yeah. harder and firmer.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, um. So yeah, so she would walk there and back and then go right. back and get that's on the what, bus
1: that's what she did yeah
0: to you guys ironic to you know I, thought, I don't wow, think i told crazy. you
1: this but ironically uh, i was uh, uh-huh. i think a freshman or uh, uh david douglas you know what i mean and uh, we had yeah. a activity period it was called the mid-morning 15-minute break you, find, you follow okay. me? You know, the students would mull around and,
0: then, yeah, and they yeah, would, yeah. Uh,
1: socialize a right. little bit in the cafeteria. Well, the cafeteria was open for donuts. Okay. And guess where those donuts were delivered <laughs> from? Those big old maple bars oh, there for Marshall. Marshall Donuts. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I ever told you that. So you had... When I had a dime or no, so, I uh, know I'd know go that. buy one of those big old maple bars and Fall asleep in my next <laughs> class, so.
0: So you have learned right. uh, opportunities I did, I, for donuts. I, I realized wow! That yeah, when I saw
1: the, the uh, the trays and the uh, gentleman that delivered them, yeah. I said, "Hey,
0: what are you kidding me?" You know. Uh,
1: anyway, yeah, they were good.
0: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I remember Marshall's donuts, but I've been out there. I'm not sure when they closed down but it's a lot different out that way now
1: many times you know quite a few times
0: right yeah right many times over yeah 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 anyway okay well it reminds me of like the breakfast you would have in italy a little biscotti and a cup of coffee right and then so yeah they don't need a big old, you know big
1: old big old uh type breakfast you know they they have a biscotti, right. a, a scone maybe, and then some ca- cafe latte, you know, and uh, that's pretty much yeah. it in the morning. Um, little snack type deal. Yeah. The big meal is like a uh, one o'clock, you know, 12.30, one yeah. o'clock yeah. In, yeah, in, yeah, in exactly.
0: there, yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. I I'm glad that everyone found out the meaning behind Dale donuts. Yeah, well, one and, more thing, um, I forgot to tell love- you that you know we never love- ran out of oh. a, uh,
1: French bread or or pasta. You, oh, uh, you know, okay, yeah. My because- uncle would uh, he would uh, throw some loaves in the the ovens there, Pierre's, and make that hard crust, and uh, they didn't sell that. Okay. They didn't, you know, the, the people over here didn't care for that hard crust, so he he made sure he made a few there, and yeah, he put those in the bag and bring them home, <laughs> and then my aunt would collect okay. all the, the little bro. You know, you can't box up little broken pieces of lasagna or pasta. Yeah, right. <laughs> macaroni, so Yeah, she would bag that that stuff up. So we were always into the macaroni and bread business at home. So uh, <laughs> you, you were know, always um, on that, and uh, I don't know about the Sunday that dinners, worked. but uh, uh, to be honest with you, I think it was more of inviting their friends that hired them for work. Uh, you know, oh, my my okay, mom and my right. dad would invite Mr. Gibbons, Mr. Ocuson, uh they were grateful for having those jobs, you know, so basically, right, right. that's how the story so- went.
0: Yeah, and they started having right, like their friends right. over. But my mom always had, had uh, a big
1: uh, now, bowl of meatballs on the table, pasta, and some kind of a meat, yeah. you know, or cutlet or that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Right,
0: right. And I know she and made her And then she own baked her own too, bread,
1: yeah, every, uh, every, every two or three weeks yeah. Yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Now, at this point, Joey was he excited to have you back in town or did he really skip a beat oh. on anything? Did he, he was, yeah. your oh, cousin yeah. Joey. he was,
1: he was happy about me being back. That's <laughs> for sure.
0: And grandpa, grandpa uh, bonded oh, right, right away, away with him. My I dad heard.
1: loved Joe and, uh, yeah. uh, he would take, you know, take him on hikes and mushroom hunting, uh, some fishing excursion, you know, oh. they, lo- he, he loved Joey and, yeah. And, uh, uh, he he was he was very happy about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you really yeah, we did. did combine we did. the families yeah, we so neat. really really yeah. well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you. We're looking forward to the next okay. um, chapter, and we'll we'll talk okay, thanks, to you Dunya. soon. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Figs and Familia. If you have a message or a question for myself or Tony, please go to our podcast homepage and leave us a voice message. We'd love to play your question on the air. Or you can email us at figsandfamilia at gmail.com. We'd also love it if you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Looking forward to next week. Thanks, everyone. Ciao.